Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well. Our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the podcast. All of you listeners are going to thank me after this episode because we have the pro here. Um, Samantha Brown is on the podcast today and she is a, a professional organizer in homes and teaches other business owners how to do the same. And so she is the real deal. So Samantha, thank you so much for being on. I think we all need you, especially going into the holidays. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. So we were just talking about the heart of this podcast and the women that come and listen to it. And, and you have a podcast as well, the pro organizer coach, right? So you know that you don't know everyone listening, but I hear from them enough that I know that they get stuck in just the chaos of many are moms, not all are moms, but we are all trying to elevate our life experience, the experience of our families, but we get really stuck in the chaos. And so we have a lot of episodes about calming the chaos and our emotional health, our physical health. Um, so today we're going to talk about the home. So tell, tell us like your journey. How did you end up even starting this business? Were you always organized or were you, was it from a time of not being organized? So actually the reason I love my story, I think more than, you know, not in a conceited way by any means, but you hear from people (laughs) that are organizers and they're like, I've been this way my whole life. And that's great for them. But when my kids were younger and I was the mom and I was the one in chaos, like I was not naturally organized. And so I went through this time frame of thinking, well, that's just not for me. Like I can't be organized. I can't be calm. I can't be peaceful because I wasn't born this way. And so Mm -hmm. I like to share with people a little bit of my journey so they understand it is a skill you can learn. It is something that you can choose to do. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. And it absolutely, like in my journey, personally, it took God leading me the entire way because I was the one that everyone joked about. I would be late to my own funeral. You know, we would have family functions and people would be like, oh, tell Samantha like an hour and a half before the actual time. So she's actually here on time, right? Like I was a hot mess. And, you know, I went from from that to now, it's like the thing that was my struggle is has now turned into my success and is the thing that I now teach others to do. And I love that because the journey, it was hard, but it was so worth it. And so I want to make sure I'm speaking into anyone's life who is listening, because if you're listening, you're meant to be listening, um, that Mm -hmm. 
you can get there. You can choose this. You don't have to keep living in the chaos and in the struggle day after day after day. You, There is a path forward. I love that. Yeah, we can change and we can grow. And that's so much of what we both talk about on our podcast and in our businesses. So so tell us really quick, you're, you, you had little kids, they're not little anymore, or how long have you been on yeah, the so, other side of organization? <laughs> so um, my kids are teenagers now. I was a hot mess express from birth <laughs> up until my kids were, I don't know, maybe like seven-ish years ago, around the time that they were like hitting elementary school is around the time that I started really being like, okay, something's got to give, something's got to change. Like I couldn't even help them with homework because the table would be covered with a mess of stuff or, you know, there was nowhere to sit and we would like eat, eat, um, eat our dinner on those TV trays in the living room. Like I was a mess, you know, I was barely making it. And so that to now, once I actually decided and I started my journey with God, I started my journey with getting organized and getting decluttered. That was probably, honestly, it's only been about five years that it has taken me to get from there to here. And I know that doesn't sound like that long, honestly. And I, I want people to know it's not been that long because I feel like a lot of times online, People think like, oh, well, you know, that's for them, but they've been doing this 20 years or they've been doing this, you know, 40 years or whatever it is. Yeah. And for me, it's literally like God was working on my emotional side. Right. And my my heart was like I had the desire to want to get better and to want to do that. But the actual like physically decluttering my space, paying attention to my calendar like doing the actual tactical things that started about five years ago. And from that point in five years, I've gone from like learning how to do it for myself to starting my own business where I help other women do it to now having a podcast and teaching other women how to do the same for their communities and for the women in their lives that need the help also. So it's not just now me, it's that one decision I made of wanting to change my life is like, has so many layers of women that it's helping. That's amazing. I I love that. And I, we can all imagine the dirty kitchen table, right? <laughs> when you have to like push everything to the side. So where do you think that, that people start? Is there like what, what, what's your process? How does it, do you start with the kitchen? Do you start with a room? Do you have to start with your mind? Do you have to start emotionally and more on yourself? Like, how do you, where do you begin yeah. on I the think range of the hot mess express? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I think that's kind of twofold, right? So like, of course there's the spiritual and emotional side of it because until we get our, our spiritual self, right. And until we get our mind, not a hundred percent, right. But when I say right, I mean, just aligned as in like, we're going due North. Like we're trying to make those steps. We're wanting that we have that desire inside of us. Like you've mm -hmm. got to have the desire to begin with, um, or you're going to get burnt out really quickly and it's, it's just not going to work. Um, the other, but on the physical side of it, the best way that I've always heard it said, and it's kind of true, is literally just pick a place and start. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, for like for me, when I go in and help my clients, for instance, we'll do the consultation, we'll tour their home and I'll say, OK, which area if you only had one session with me and you could wave a magic wand, which area would you want to get organized and that's mm-hmm. where we start because that 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 spot is their biggest pain point. And a lot of people w- might even tell you to do the opposite. Like I've heard people say, just start with a junk drawer. Okay, that's true. If you need little teeny tiny steps, for sure, start with one little drawer. But if you really want to make an impact and you really want to hopefully not get yourself in a place to where you're afraid to keep moving forward. For me, I vote do the one that stresses you out the most first because then it's not this mountain Mm -hmm. looming over you later on. Like, you know, if you start with the little drawer and you start building some momentum, but there's that one room that, you know, is, is your biggest pain point. By the time you start getting closer to that area, you may end up giving up. And so for me, I'm the type that's like, whatever the the worst one is that is annoying you, let's start there. And for me, in, in particular, in my house, it was my pantry and it was my personal master closet. Those were the two areas in my home that every time I'd walk past them, I would almost like tuck my head down and kind of like put my hand up to the side and like, like don't open that door because stuff's going to fall on you. Like pretend like that room's not there. It, you know, it was those two areas for me. And so I literally, I, I picked a day that I knew the kids wouldn't be home. My husband would be gone. It was just me. I turned on some music and I prayed before I got started. Cause I was like, I need some like Holy <laughs> spirit energy to get this thing done. Right. And I'm like, all right, God, let's do this. And so for my master closet in particular, I just started pulling it out. Like, and you have to, like, even when I work with clients, I tell every client it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better Mm -hmm. if you keep on going. You have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are the biggest benefits? Um, if, if I was getting ready to work with you, what do you think the biggest takeaways are for, for your clients when they do get organized? Cause maybe some of us, you know, I'm thinking I'm go. my mind is going through my closets right now and different things. And you can tell a lot about it. I care much more about some of my kids space even than mine. It's I'm thinking about it. Like everyone's pretty much organized except for, well, maybe it's because I have the most clothes too, but <laughs> um, so what are the biggest benefits that you tell people you will get out of this when you get organized? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot, right? There's, there's the calm Mm -hmm. and the peace and there's, there is literally a weight as women. We are the thermostat of our homes. We carry stuff with us emotionally. So, you know, like for me back then I would be at work or I'd be at the grocery store thinking about my pantry or my closet that was like looming over me because I was literally carrying it around with me daily. So for one, you're obviously Mm -hmm. going to get that weight lifted off of you, which is huge. And then Mm -hmm. for two, what's actually 
So I was looking at some benefits. I was trying to see kind of what other people said in preparing for this podcast episode. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what other people say some of the benefits are, right? And mm-hmm. they there have even been studies done that you actually, it's easier to lose weight. It's easier, right? It's easier to make better health food decisions when your home is organized than when it's chaos because, you know, And it makes sense when you think about it, because if you go into your kitchen and it's chaotic, you're going to kind of just you're not going to feel like being all healthy and making the right decisions and taking the time to cook. You're just going to want to get in there, get the quickest thing cooked and then get out type thing. Um, The other surprising benefit. Yeah. And the other surprising benefit was actually sleep. Like they've done studies that when your home is organized, you actually get more sleep, but better sleep. And that would make wow. sense for us as women, right? Because we lay awake at night thinking about those things that are overwhelming <laughs> us. And so if that yep. thing that's been overwhelming us is all of a sudden not there anymore, well, then, yeah, we are going to sleep better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know what it is. I think, I think as women we think about when we're pregnant and we're nesting at the end, right? We are biologically and instinctually, our our home represents us. And within those four walls, we feel like we take care of our little baby birds, but as well as we want it to be welcoming, or even if you're not like a home decorator, or if you don't love to cook, you still are making your little nest for your people, whether it's you and a dog or you and your children, whatever it is. And I think that we're also biologically designed to be very affected by our environment. I think everyone is. Um, Mm -hmm. So I even tell my kids, like, even if you think that this is not important to you, there is something mentally that happens when you make your bed. So when you're my child, you are going to make your bed (laughs) and you'll maybe not see the side benefits until you're much, much older. But I think it's really important to, I'm just a make your bed person. I just think that it's, I think mentally it just closes the chapter of sleep and starts the day and um, whatever it is. So I totally agree. So what do you think that, that organizing makes the biggest difference not just about mental health, but what, what have you seen shifted for, for people or even for yourself? Yeah. Well, did you, and, feel, did you feel more confident even? Oh, absolutely. I get more done. I feel more confident, but even back to what you were saying, it's kind of a twofold thing. So on the, um, you know, like our space reflects what's going on on the inside of us, which is what had me go get certified as a life coach almost immediately after I started my organizing business, because I'm, I started to see from the get go, this is not just, oh, this is how their home looks. The way your home looks a lot of times can tell you what's going on on the inside for you as to how you're feeling. So like your home reflects you, but then it's almost this twofold thing of the way you're feeling is being portrayed around you But the way your environment is, is also dependent on and making you feel certain ways. So it's this like twofold thing, you know, so it's kind of like where at at some point, if you can disrupt that back and forthness of, oh, well, well, you know, the house is chaotic. So I'm feeling stressed. 
I'm feeling stressed. So I, my, I'm making it more chaotic, you know, like it, that, that given that give and take as a woman in our home, it's exactly what you said. And like, I've heard it say that we're the thermostat of our homes and that's not just mm-hmm. emotionally with our, our families. It's also physically like the way we are feeling our home is going to portray that. And so the second we can disrupt that all of a sudden you look around and when you look around and things have a place and things are decluttered or those places that were overwhelming us are no longer there, of course, it's going to make you feel better. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have more confidence. You're going to kind of be like, even for instance, as an example, when my mother-in-law used to come over, I was the type of person when my kids were little, shove it all in, in my master bedroom, shut the door and pretend like none of that is there because I immediately felt like I would be judged by my mother-in-law and I wanted it to look perfect quote unquote for her when she came over, but I wasn't (laughs) living the perfect, you know, living with it that way. And so literally I would just throw it all in the master clock in the master bedroom because that was the one room I knew she wouldn't walk in. Right. And then I would shut the door. And then when she'd come over, I'd be like, Hey, welcome. And my house would look great because I had company coming over. But then Mm -hmm. I, once they left, I still had to go open that door and bring all that stuff back out where my, my, my desire on the inside was for it to look the way it looked when company comes over, you know, like to live that way Mm -hmm. daily. And I think it really depends on what season of life you're in. You've got to give yourself grace. If you've got two toddlers running around or a baby on your hip and a toddler, toddler like that is a totally different season of life than yes. like yeah. me right now with teenagers and so there's this this place of um you don't want to take it so far to the extreme that you're like oh my house has to be perfect so my kids can't play and live but finding that balance for you is huge and then allow like just being aware i think awareness honestly is always step 1 when it comes to anything we do in life being aware taking that time to spend a moment with God and be like, okay, God, like, where can I improve? This is the home you have blessed me with. This is the family you've blessed Mm -hmm. me with. What can I do to help not just them, but be a good steward of what has been given to me or what I've worked hard for, you know? And, and then Mm -hmm. the second we start looking at it that way and we start doing it that way, all of a sudden we start feeling better and we start having more joy and we start having more peace because we are being good stewards of what, you know, the Lord has blessed us with. Yeah. Well, and so, so what are the biggest roadblocks that you, um, you said it more as roadblocks, but I'm also thinking that some of it is excuses. I know that women are going to say, I, I'm not, I'm too busy. I don't have time. My family doesn't keep it that way. It'll be a waste of time. So I'm sure that you've heard all kinds of things. How do they overcome some of those objections, excuses? Well, honestly, just to be kind of blunt, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like how it, you have to look at your life and the way you're living right now. And if it feels chaotic whether you're at home, whether you're in the car driving, whether you're at work, whether, you know, like if you feel like you're in chaos all the time, at some point Mm -hmm. you've got to make that decision. Okay. This has to change. 
And one thing I've learned is, especially with my kids and my husband, I used to be the type that um, had the excuses, but also had the, um, like, I didn't have a backbone to stand up for anything I wanted, right? Like I wanted it internally, but I didn't know how to like say what I was wanting, even to my family. Mm -hmm. And so I would just let things kind of happen sometimes. And then I would Mm -hmm. be the one going behind them, picking it all up and making it back the way I wanted it. And so what I've learned over time is that we teach people how to treat us and we also that teach- is one of my biggest lines, girl. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Teach people yes. how you expect to be treated. Absolutely. And then I think we also teach people what our boundaries are in our home, especially when it comes to our families and when it comes to, you know, just what we expect out of our kids. And so until we set the example, A, which a lot of us probably are doing, because let's face it, we're moms, we're women we normally are the ones doing all the things, right? So once we get to that point of we are doing it, but now how do we set them down and be like, all right, guys, like, listen, things are going to change and they're going to change. And if they don't change, these are the consequences. I'm I'm setting some boundaries because it is okay to set boundaries with your family. Like I used to be the one that was like, oh my gosh, if I set a boundary, like, I guess I thought the word boundary was almost a bad word. Like it was putting up a wall when really what I've learned Mm -hmm. is the more, when I can put boundaries in place, it's actually my way of showing you love because it's also showing myself love too. Well, and, and children feel more safe with boundaries when you have a home where they are allowed to do whatever they want want and there's no structure and it it's chaos um they actually don't feel as much love so it's actually the reverse not if you you know if they can never make a mistake or if you're yelling at them all the time and constantly nagging which we'll we'll get to next (laughs) but but um but they actually feel safe they know what's expected they know where everything is they know where their shoes are then to go to school in the morning and where their backpack is or their lunchbox. You're not constantly in chaos for them where they feel so much more nourished. So that brings me to the the next point is how do you have any clients or do you now struggle yourself with kind of taking the perfectionist? You know, I love watching that home organizing show. What is it? Home edit. Home edit. Yeah. But it's not real life. They they go no. buy fake groceries to put them in rainbow order. So then my girls will watch this and they'll be like, well, mom, when I'm, when I have my own house, my fridge is going to look like that. And I'm going to have all the clear containers and all of that. And I, and I just laugh and I'm like, okay, great. I can't wait to go to your house. It's going to be so beautiful, but that's not real life, right? Your groceries no. don't all match and they're not color coded. So how do you kind of find that? I understand like everything being in its place and organized one time and kind of maintaining it. But like my girls have time to color code their, their clothes. I don't, that that's not a value. So how do you, how do you kind of guide people to find the level of organizing? Cause you can go really over the top and spend tons of money buying containers and all the system. 
Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think that's why my business is thriving the way that it is, is because I'm more of the down to earth, realistic person. Like, for instance, <laughs> the other day I was watching the home edit and I love them. They're from Nashville. Same, you know, same state. Like they're great girls. No, no shade. But they have a team that comes in. They have all the, like they have all this support. And I am a one woman show. So we are on two totally different levels here. And so a lot of my clients. And those containers are really expensive. And so if really, that's the goal, it's going to be like thousands of dollars in the pro for a project. Yes. And so a lot of my clients, when I go in, they actually talk just like your daughters do. Oh, so I think I want to take my closet and I want to color coordinate it and I want all of the hangers to match and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But to get there, the, you know, I, and then I kind of go over exactly what you just said. Like the containers are a lot more expensive. This is going to be a, take a lot more time. And then I always ask them, okay, well, give what if, let's say you decided that you wanted a pair uh, to wear capris for the day. You weren't really sure what color capris you wanted, but you know you wanted capris. So where are your capris? You know what I mean? Like, and I always try to bring it back to like normal everyday life. Like I'm the type that I want a section of capris. That way, if I want to wear capris today, I can walk to my capri section. They don't have to be in any kind of color, you know, coated anything. I can pick which ones I want it, you know, like based on the season more than the color. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, the idea of it is fantastic, but that's all it is. It's an idea. It's a, it's, it's a trend. It's, it's, you know, it's not everyday mm -hmm. living. And if you're a single woman with no husband, no kids, no animals, no life, no nothing, then sure. I bet you could keep it that way. But the second you add a husband, some kids, some animals, a, a neighbor, even like, I don't know. You know what I mean? like, once you add anything to that, it is no longer feasible to keep that system maintained. And it's the mm -hmm. same thing with the um, I forget what they called it decanting, where you put all of your cereal into the containers Every single time you come home from the, the grocery store, yeah. girl, I ain't got time for that. Like, <laughs> no, no. And, and, and then you're not going to have the expiration date. Then the kids are going to be like <laughs> mixing like stale cereal with, it, it doesn't, it, I, there's a couple things that I think make a lot of sense, but I totally agree with you. It's just, it's not realistic. And it also gets into some of the mental health side where I don't want them to feel that it's only about what it looks like. It needs to be the functionality of, of things in a home. And I guess that's it. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it needs mean, to be more about the content than the look of it. <laughs> yeah. And every single person that I have gone in, because typically a client calls me, like the stages start with, they try to do it themselves. They go buy a bunch of bins and baskets because they've seen home edit or they've seen whatever. And so they have all this, all these products, um, which by the way, they have not measured for the products for that spot. So they're really wasting space to be honest, but they have this, all these, you know, things. And then they call me and they've been trying to do it for like a year or however long. And then they realize they can't. So they call for help. So then when I, I come yeah. in, they're like, okay, the first question is always, what products do I need to buy? 
And I'm like, zero, zero. <laughs> Look, you don't need to buy anything. First off, let's go around your house and find all the empty baskets and bins that you have. Because I know you got them around here somewhere. And let's put those in a pile so we can at least shop the pile you already have before we start going and spending mm -hmm. other money. And then the other thing is, idea. the other part of it is that people don't see the declutter part. So like, uh, for instance, the home edit, the word edit, like they rarely show them editing things with their clients. And I'm like, how do you decide? I, they I don't even put their real... They don't even put their real crap back in the room. It's right. all like new stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. Not real. Right. And that's my point is that, and when, <laughs> but when I come in, people expect me to be able to do that in 30 minutes to an hour, because to them, that's what an organizer does. And oh I'm like, gosh. hold on. So I have to end up telling them the first step is decluttering. We've got to pull all of your stuff out. We've got to go through it. We've got to put like items with like items. And then we've got to decide, okay, you've got 40 white tank tops. How many do you really need? You know, now, okay, let's release the rest of these and then only put back maybe five, Type, you know, and you have to go through that process. And honestly, maybe 10% of my sessions are actual organizing sessions 90% of my sessions are decluttering sessions because once we get through the decluttering mm -hmm. stages, they're like, oh my gosh, it looks amazing. And we, and, and we maybe bought like, you know, a couple of bins, like there's certain areas of your home that it just feels better to have a bin or a basket or, you know, makes it prettier, feels better, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily Every single everything needs to have all these, but you know, that's not the case. It's that we already have too much stuff. We are Americans. It is proven that as Americans, we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. So when mm -hmm. you think about that, like, because we have our go-tos and half the time our go-tos are in a pile in a chair in the corner of our bedroom and we don't even go into our closet. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's, that's when I say like getting real and, and being realistic about what it is that, that you actually want and what, what would work best for your family. It doesn't have to be mm -hmm. Pinterest, perfect Instagram worthy. It just has to work for you and your family and then check. That's what you do. And I have a lot of clients. Let's try a system. If it doesn't work, I'll come back in a few months. Okay, you can tell me what's not working. Let's kind of tweak that. But working with an organizer, and that's what I am here to do in my life, in my, you know, as a, for, on the podcast, my group coaching membership, everything. The organizers that I am training, I'm helping them learn this is about decluttering. It's not about the the unrealistic stuff. It's not just for the wealthy. It's for the everyday mom that is overwhelmed, stressed out, and just needs some help and another set of hands. Like I tell my clients all the time, look at me as kind of your hands and feet and your sounding board, and we will get through this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Um... Well, and it's fun to see 
sometimes we're emotionally attached to things or we think we're going to use them again. And sometimes you have to put fresh eyes on something. So I think it would be so helpful to have somebody else go, is this really cute anymore or no? And so somebody else can say, no, you can't wear that anymore. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but I, I just glue them back together before I wear them. <laughs> like this favorite pair of old shoes or something. Yes. Yeah. So, well, it, it it's so fun to talk to you because it's something that we all we all have a home. If you, if you can listen to a podcast, you have a home. And yeah. so um, it is, it's just something that we all have to deal with. So I know that you mainly work with people starting an organizing business, but if they, so, but your clients are mostly local. Is there any way that you do digital help with anybody? Yeah. So I actually oh, do, do virtual. Yeah. I do virtual organizing sessions. And so oh the gosh, way that awesome. I, yeah. So the way that I do that is it, you kind of take like life coaching and you mix it with organizing and it becomes its own little thing, right? Where it's like, we set up, we do a consultation and I'm there via zoom to help them kind of like you said, be like, now, does that really look that, you know, let's really talk this thing out kind of thing. And then in between the sessions, I help them come up with like a list of quote unquote homework to do, or a couple of things to get done. Um, some people, they need you there to do it the whole time. And that's fine. I'll sit there and, you know, I can't become your hands and feet virtually, but I can still be there to guide. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Cause I know even for me, when I was going through my journey, there were times that I was like, I know what I want. I just don't. And I know I can physically do it. I just need someone to kind of like like bounce the ideas off of like, does this really look good? Do I really need this? What's my next step? And so for me, that's, that's my goal mm -hmm. in life is just to help meet women, anyone that I can really right where they are, whatever that thing is, they're getting stuck on. Let's talk through it. Let's figure it out. Let's give you your next few steps. And then we'll meet again in a week or two and figure it and keep on and, you know, taking it one step at a time is my motto right now with my clients, with my coaching clients, with everybody. It's take it one step at a time. So no one, because we don't have to live overwhelmed. We don't. Exactly. Well, and that's the beauty of coaching is just having somebody to be walking with you. We've been through a lot of years where a lot of things have gotten out of whack, I think, as a culture. And so it's amazing that you that you can hold people's hand in that process. And OK, so you will send me all of your information so people can connect with you, your podcast, how to get you virtually, all of the things. We'll put that in the show notes below here and absolutely come back again. Come back again. It was so fun to talk. And I just I think you're doing really good work because, like I said, we we all have to do it. Yeah. Whether we well, want and, to or not. and honestly, <laughs> I'm going to put you right here on the spot right now. So I was just talking to, um, I have another friend that she also has a podcast called the SOS mom podcast. Um, and then she has another friend, but anyways, we were trying to get a group of women together that each of us do our own little thing and maybe do some kind of like virtual conference mm -hmm. or something along those lines. And I thought of you. Ooh. And so if, or as we kind of get this thing going, I would love for you to come join us and for us to do some kind of virtual conference kind of thing to help because each one of us help moms. Like we just do. 
And Mm -hmm. yeah, that is the goal. Like not moms, but moms, wives, women in particular, I guess I should say, we all Mm -hmm. help women want to live a better, healthier, faith-based life that isn't so insane that you don't even want to get out of bed in the mornings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love to. Let's do it. We did awesome. one a couple years ago called, um, what did we call it? It was an online summit, but we called it, I don't know. I have it on my blog still all saved, but yeah, it was so cool. And people loved it. They loved hearing from other people, even though you can go to different podcasts and find different people. It's just nice when it's all right there in a little package because we are all busy. We don't all even have the time to get the resources to do the thing that we want to do. So it was so good to talk to you and thank you so much for having me, have uh, having me on the (laughs) podcast. And for those of you listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and have a blessed day. (laughs) Thank you. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the well podcast please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.